Welcome to Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Let's begin. Okay, so episode two of Bald Business, the naked truth in entrepreneurship. Uh, today, simply enough, is just going to be about me and my history. Okay, so a little bit about um, you know how I grew up, how I was raised, a little bit about um, you know what got me into entrepreneurship, and a little bit about that journey. I don't want to go into the details of a lot of this, uh, a lot of these stories, because a lot of these are going to be talking about on the podcasts uh, coming up in the future. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned, a lot of you know cheat codes or shortcuts for you to take. Um, where you know I made some big mistakes, and uh, hopefully this will serve you and help you reach goals quicker, uh, right? And, and overcome challenges is overcome challenges easier. So, you know, there, there's a, the reason why this is important, right? We want to lay the framework for who I am and where I'm coming from when I, when I speak. And the reason why I like to do this is because there's a perspective, uh, that everybody has, right? Everybody has a perspective based on how they were raised, uh, what their relationship is like with their family or friends, etc. And so I just want to give you an idea, a baseline idea of where I'm coming from and, and when I uh, talk about a lot of these things and, and how I made these decisions, you know, later on in the podcast, you're going to be able to look back and say, oh, wow, yeah, that's, you know, that, that's a huge lesson to learn. Um, so simply enough, uh, I grew up in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, we lived pretty much just on the south side of Indianapolis, if you've ever uh, been to the Indy area. It would have been uh, in between Indianapolis and Greenwood. Um, my parents started homeschooling uh, me when I was in sixth grade. So I'm the oldest of four. Um, I have a brother and two sisters underneath me. It's boy, girl, boy, girl. So it's me, my sister, my brother, and then my youngest sister. Um, she started homeschooling me when I was uh, about in sixth grade. And Shortly after that, I realized that I was spending more time trying to hack my mom's passwords than actually studying. And, you know, part of that was simply the fact that I had way too much time on my hands. Uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, why did, why did they pull you out of school? Uh, why did they start homeschooling you instead? You know, were you a bad student? Were you, you know, were you a troublemaker? And honestly, we weren't, we weren't in a public school. We were in a private school. And looking back, uh, the private school was kind of more like a prison. Uh, it was really weird. Uh, looking back and now knowing what school looked like for a lot of kids, um, I'm always kind of baffled by where we started. It was basically a private school, um, 50 students, I think, was all that was there. And we each had a cubicle. Uh, so it was basically had like three walls, and we couldn't look outside of that cubicle for any reason without um, like putting up a flag and asking for permission. So it was really weird. Um, and so when my parents first started homeschooling us, it was, I mean, still relatively new. I mean, this was 20, about 21 years ago. Um, and so um, I had a lot of time on my hands, and I wasn't studying like I should. Uh, I've always kind of just gotten up a little bit earlier in general. My dad, uh, he's a carpenter, um, so he would always wake up early, and, and I just kind of started to follow suit with that. But I started working my first job when I was about 12 or 13. Um, and this was about the same time that I started working out again, just had so much downtime and a couple things happened with that. Number one, uh, when I started working, I started then valuing my time at work more than I was valuing my time at school. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, uh, or indifferent. It's just, it was such a, it was such a weird time, 
um, for my parents and uh, the transition they were trying to make homeschooling plus you know trying to keep me busy because you know as a 12 13 year old um, like when you only have four hours of actual schoolwork to do and you're not dealing with all these you know time wasting classes and other things in between you have a lot of time in your hands so I started working uh, became a carpenter I was a carpenter for about six years um, I ended up finishing through about my 10th grade work, um, school work, so I never actually graduated high school. used to be a big area of uh, contention for me mentally, um, but it, it's not anymore. Obviously, I, I see uh, the lessons that I learned in that and you know all of the experience, all the professional experience I got from the age of 13 to 20 practically because uh, at 18, I did end up going and getting my GED. My mom said, hey, you know, we want what's best for you, you know, just, just try it, just try out one semester of college, you know, we don't want you to regret it later on, which, you know, I can, uh, I can see how, how that was, um, feasible and a, and a, and a, and a realistic request. So I said, you know what? Yeah, I'll give it a try. I'll give it one, one semester and we'll see how it goes. And yeah, it was a big fat nope. Uh, it just didn't work. I mean, obviously I never really probably learned how to, uh, study correctly, um, but I also just didn't have an interest in it. I, I couldn't just sit there in class and listen to the teacher for an hour, hour and a half, and then go home and study pretty much what they had just said. Uh, it just didn't make any sense to me. And then it made no sense to me when they didn't want to explain something to you, but said, hey, study these three chapters and come and do a test. Um, so anyways, first semester of college, 18 years old, didn't work out. Um, so I became an EMT firefighter. So I went and uh, got my EMT uh, certification, became a firefighter. I did that for a year, which was awesome. It's a great job. Um, you know, I, I really appreciate the work that, you know, our firefighters, police, EMTs, um, first responders, you know, I really appreciate the work that they do. But it just wasn't something that I loved. Um, always been into fitness. I'd been working out since I was 12 or 13. I um, to kind of back up a couple years, I guess. I got my first gym membership when I was like uh, 16, basically as soon as I had a car. Uh, I was driving to the gym every single day after work. So I was framing houses as my dad was getting me up at 4.30 in the morning, on the job site by 5.30, off the job site by 3.30, at the gym by 4.30, back home, had dinner in bed by 9.30, and then started the day all over again the next day. Um, and that just kind of became ingrained in who I was. And I always was like, man, it would just be so cool to, to coach people in fitness and help people in fitness. And so uh, when I was 20 years old, I went to a personal training school. Um, and, you know, you don't really realize the uh, benefits of personal training outside of yourself until you start learning more about it, right? So uh, I found a school that would just do a five-month course. It was basically five days a week, six or seven hours a day, and we could just knock it out in five months. I didn't have to, I had to do a two-year degree, four-year degree because I just didn't have the patience, right? I didn't have the patience uh, mentally to, to do that. And so I went to that school, knocked it out, had a lot of fun. Uh, school was actually located in Orlando, Florida. So it was the first winter that I ever spent in Florida. Um, and, and now we live in Tampa, Florida. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny because that was the first winter that I was like, man, people don't have to deal with 15 degrees, uh, for four and a half months straight. So I got down to personal training school in Orlando, Florida. I ended up moving back to Indianapolis uh, because I pretty much was out of money and uh, got, a, got a job at a big box gym there. Um, I was actually one of the – it was a gym. It's no longer around. Um, but it was a gym that 
as a big box, I actually really respect it a lot because the pay scale they had for trainers was awesome. It's the be- best in the industry. Um, and so I spent my first six months working there. And I, ha- I learned a really, really hard lesson about six or seven months in. My manager pretty much came to me and said, look, uh, you've got to get more clients or you're going to lose this job. He said, we really like you, but you know, this is about getting clients. And that was the first time that I realized like, wow, like they're not really doing anything for me. Um, and this is not about personal training. This is not about helping people. This is about selling people. And so what did I do? I adapted. I learned how to sell. I wanted to do personal training so bad. It's just really what I wanted to do. So I learned how to sell. Um, 12 months later, I became the manager of that facility. A year and a half, uh, year, year and a half after that, I became, um, or not became, but a year, year and a half after I became the manager, uh, the entire company sold. They had like 55, 60 locations. They sold the entire company and they closed like 20 of the locations, one of those locations being mine. Now, this was a big pivot point for me because obviously I've learned all of this stuff. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm glad I've learned. Like I, I look back and I'm glad that, you know, that manager looked at me and said, look, this is not about the fact that we like you or not. This is about the fact that you have to sign up more clients. And the reason why that's important is because it's helped me understand the, the feasible side of it. Like I can't help people unless I convince them that they need me to help them. Um, and even if they're looking for help, they're not going to choose me unless I'm the most convincing person uh, to, to help them, right? So year and a half into this management position, you know, I'm crushing it. I'm loving it. I'm having a good time. Company calls says we're selling. And I had a big decision because the company that bought them out had locations in our area and they were basically consolidating them all to increase their member load at these locations. And they came to me and they said, hey, look, uh, I was probably, let's see, how old was I at this time? Probably 25, 26. They said, look, we'll offer you a 70, dollars $75,000 a year salary plus bonuses. You'll be making six figures. And I was like, man, that's, that sounds great. But I knew in here, in my heart, I knew I wanted to try something on my own. Like I knew I had what it took. I knew that I didn't mind putting in the work. I mean, I was putting in 70 to 80 hours a week for the big box company. And I just thought, what if I put in 70, 80 hours a week for myself, right? My own company, how, how would that go? And so uh, I ultimately turned down the position uh, and I went and worked, worked independent. I just trained my own clients. This was 2011 um, that all this went down. So I trained all my own clients independently until 2013 and I opened um, my first location. Within five years, we opened five locations. Uh, I started coaching other fitness businesses um, and then a couple years ago, uh, my wife and I finally took a leap of faith and moved to Tampa. Uh, Reason why we wanted to get to Tampa, we wanted to come to Florida really um, just because of the weather. Right? We wanted to be warm. We didn't want to deal with winters. Uh, we love the ocean. We love the beach. We love scuba diving. Scuba diving is a huge um, hobby of ours. And so we wanted to be somewhere warm. But in making that decision, a lot of other crazy things happened in less than two years. Um, just a lot of undersight on what I thought I had control over, what I thought I had going right, got distracted with some things. Uh, had a lot of turnover. I couldn't maintain the workload that was happening at the facilities. And ultimately, I ended up selling that company not too long ago. Um, 
and, and we were going to sell the company anyways, but I think what happened is, is I realized I didn't sell it soon enough. And then I tried to quickly sell it because uh, the outlook for me trying to hold on to it was just going to be too stressful with the new brand that my wife and I were trying to launch here in Tampa, Florida, which um, is something that we're working on right now. And, you know, I tell you all that. I try to give you that overview of kind of up to this point without a lot of detail because there's tons and tons and tons of stories in there that I'm going to be telling you throughout this podcast. But everything from leases to staff to partnerships to finances and and anything in between we will talk about but this is this is crazy times right now right because i want to share with you on a weekly basis what's happening like so online uh, on our facebook page i want to be able to show you what's happening each and every week what we're struggling with what we're facing how we're dealing with it how we're overcoming it but it's April 16th, 2020, right? And we are right in the middle of the world and the nation's largest pandemic that many of us have ever experienced, especially so widespread, right? I mean, we have businesses across the entire nation that have been closed for weeks with no real end in sight. I mean, that's really where we're at. We're in the same boat, but you know, we have to focus ourselves. We have to grow ourselves. We have to improve ourselves. We have to change ourselves every single step of the way. And it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy, but it's always going to be worth it. Right. And so I give you this overview today. I give you this kind of, you know, 10,000 foot uh, look at what we're going to be diving into, give you a little bit of base about myself, uh, let you know that I'm not just over here talking crazy talk like I'm in this every single day. Um, just like many of you. And, you know, whether you're an experienced entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that's just starting out, my goal is to motivate, inspire, and encourage you to keep going, to keep moving, but to make sure you understand what you're getting yourself into. You know, a lot of this podcast is really going to be built around beginning entrepreneurs, people who are just moving into the space. Um, And it doesn't have to be fitness, right? Entrepreneurs like the journey of entrepreneurship, the lifestyle of entrepreneurship is, is a lot the same across the board. Um, you know, I, I've, I've done consulting. I've obviously had the gyms. We're starting another gym. Um, I've done speaking. Like we've, we've got different avenues that we work in. But the journey and the struggles and the things are the same, right? A lot of businesses need leases. Like how do you deal with those? A lot of businesses have staff. How do you deal with those people? Um partnerships, right? Like how do you, how do you set those up? How do you work with those legally? How do you work with those, uh, emotionally, right? Uh, one big thing that I love talking about is emotional intelligence. Um, it's hard to get super emotional in business because then you lose sight of the overall goal. So thank you for joining me today. Uh, until next time, you know, take what I've shared with you today and, I guess just think about where you're at now versus where you want to go. Like if I looked back to 13-year-old kid who was hacking passwords and going and being a laborer before turning into a carpenter, before not graduating high school, to then opening up five gyms in five locations or five gyms in five years in, I mean, that was probably a, a... 10 to 15 year span from the time that um, I didn't 
achieve what I thought I would achieve as a normal teenager, uh, graduation, all those things, to having my own company and doing well and enjoying it and having fun and having a team and all those things. So it won't always be easy, but it'll always be worth it. Until next time, I've enjoyed talking to you and I look forward to seeing you.